Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Friends, welcome back. John Eldridge here with the Ransomed Heart podcast, and last week we introduced to you a new talk that Stacy did at a recent captivating event that we've never done publicly before, at least we've never aired it before, on the subject of mother, the power, the role of mother in our lives, and and then in particularly the mother wound and how significant that is for us, but more importantly, how God comes for us and heals us in this place. So I want to give a little note of qualifier. Those of you who are mothers listening to this, I know, I know, I know. It's going to be way too easy to just rush to, oh, dear Jesus, what have I done to my kids? And I need to urge you not to go there. We'll speak to that. But right now, this is about you. This is about your mom. This is about the things that God wants to do in our lives as men and women. Guys, I want to give you a quick note that I heard this talk live, and it was extraordinarily powerful. I was in the sound booth in the back listening to it, and I was praying through the issues in my own life as Stacy was teaching on stage. So this is for men and women, and this is part two on the mother wound. There's four main roles of a mom. I'm really going to go into two of them. And the first one, probably the primary role, is nurturer. The primary role of mother is nurturing, the giving of care that allows for life. It involves meeting the wide range of physical and emotional needs that a child has in order to grow and develop. A child needs food, shelter, medicine, comfort, and touch. A child who is not held enough develops into an adult with a myriad of physical and emotional difficulties just as inadequate diet manifests itself later in life. It has an effect. It had an effect. And once you were born, the gift of the mothering hormones kick in and they're given to a mother to help her meet the needs of her very needy baby to answer his or her cry for food, for comfort, to be held, to be fed, to be changed, to be valued again and again and again and again. And the infant is taking notes. This is where we learn. Do my needs matter? Am I the center of the universe? Am I valuable? Is my world safe? Will I be taken care of, protected, nurtured? When I need it, when it's more convenient, never. Infants given up for adoption in too many developing countries can spend hours and days and months alone in their cribs, being touched only a couple of times a day as necessary. The damage to the human soul at such callous disregard is cataclysmic. But we don't have to go across the ocean to find damage. We can go next door, or we can go back to our own childhood, for many of us. The formative days and months of life are of critical importance. Just breathe right now with me. Just breathe. 
The first three years of a person's life are the years where the sense of self, our sense of self-worth is formed. And who is the person primarily responsible for that setting? Mom. Even if she's a full-time working mother that had to go back to work when her child was two weeks old, it is not the caregiver that is answering her child's question. It is the mom. It's the mom. And we do not live in a perfect world. I am a mother myself, and I have failed my children in innumerable ways and countless times. So remember, in talking about our mothers, I'm not looking to cast blame. I'm really not. I'm looking for healing. I'm after healing. And I am aware of the tension between looking at our own childhoods and looking at our children's childhood and being afraid that we have already ruined them forever. You haven't. You haven't, dear ones. Even the best of mother fails her children. She does. It comes with the territory. None of us alive is not going to need healing. None of us is not going to need God. So staying present in the presence of God to our stories, our histories, even allowing him to go back to the days beyond remembering We want to receive God's healing in our hearts and in our lives. So we need to do that first before we can walk with God and look how we're mothering our children, where God's calling us to change. Were you satisfied as a child? Were your basic needs met for food, safety, and good touch? Did you receive the attention you needed, the delight you were meant to have, Were you celebrated simply because you existed as yourself? If you are not satisfied, not being satisfied and not getting enough feels the same as rejection. It would create in a person a deep sense of not being enough, that something is wrong with me, a sense of feeling unworthy. That's what being rejected feels like by those that are meant to embrace us. And that's what it feels like to not receive what you need, what you were meant to have. I was born into a family with an absent father and a mother who told my sisters that when they woke up in the morning, she would be gone. So they would wake up and they would run into her room to see if she was still there. My mother could not possibly satisfy me. She could not meet my needs of time. There was no time for me. She couldn't meet my needs for touch, love, attention, care, delight, play. There weren't dance classes or there wasn't that. And if you did not receive sufficient nurturing in childhood, As an adult, you may feel an insatiable need, an unsatisfiable hunger, an inability to take joy in others, or a lack of self-worth despite your competency and confidence in what you know to be true. You can't think your way out of these feelings. We need to be healed of them. God wants to come underneath in and around, and we need him to do it. Because does that sound familiar to anyone besides me? 
Psalm 131 verse 2 says, But I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child. I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. There is hope for us. There is hope. There is healing. Nothing is out of reach for Jesus. Weaned means satisfied. I am satisfied. I have had enough. All is well. A weaned child is a satisfied child, full, content, has enough. We can know that. We can. We all have a deep soul hunger that longs to be satisfied. And the only satisfaction that we find for it is really in the presence of God, in the unseen, in the internal, in the uncreated one, who says he will satisfy our desires with every good thing, with ultimately himself. I will tell you that this piece for me, the mother wounds and the effect of not having enough has been a huge key unlocking my heart. It has been a massive key that has unlocked my heart and brought freedom into my unnamed fear that I would never have enough. I'm a binger. So, you know, I would eat healthy and make healthy meals for my family, do my eating in secret. But the only way I would feel safe and secure is if I had something in this hand, something in this hand, and something on my lap. I needed enough, and I couldn't get it. So beginning to invite Jesus in, I don't know how to do this. I'm just going to pray it, you know, like, come for me, come for me. I began to announce, I have all I need. I began to agree with the truth and proclaim, I have more than enough. I am satisfied in God. God says he will satisfy and meet all of my needs according to the riches of Christ Jesus. He will satisfy me with every good thing. And I began to invite the presence of God into my unsatisfied hearts. And he is coming for me. He's coming for me. Second key role of a mother is protector. A child needs to be protected from, from physical, sexual, and emotional abuse and from the threats of all three. This is where that mother bear thing comes in or is meant to come in. I was at a playground with some other young mothers. Our kids were little. The older ones were in the swings and the younger ones were toddling around and we were pretty far from them, you know, the swingers, like that elk head say. Further than that, they were, you know, far. So the ones are toddling around and we got engaged in conversation and for a moment lost track of them, look up, and one of the mother's little toddler has lined himself up directly in front of the swing like a bowling pin. And the, it's actually going to be his brother that's going to get to do this to him. And he's going up, up, up when we turn and see it. Well, this mother flashed like a gazelle. <laughs> I don't know how she did it to this day. She ran so fast. She leaped, she grabbed, and she turns, down comes the swing. Wow! And we all cheered. <laughs> how did you do that? A mother protects. 
or she's meant to. She's supposed to know what is going on in her child's life, to notice, to be aware, and if necessary, to intervene. Did your mother notice? Did she intervene? Was she able to? My mother was deeply overwhelmed, and there's no way that she did not notice. You know, when I'd thrown up all over my clothes multiple times and they were left, or I couldn't get in the house because I was so drunk and she had to let me in, but she did not intervene. She noticed, she saw, but she turned her face away, and it had an effect. Shauna Wilson says, we inherit our self-worth from our mothers. We are tied to this woman who birthed us, and she is tied to us. Mothers bestow our self-worth, and they have the ability to withhold it. Intentionally, but most often unintentionally. Mothers have the ability to withhold acceptance. They can withhold value. They can withhold love. Our mothers failed us when they, without wanting to or meaning to, passed on to us a low self-esteem, a low self-worth, or based our self-worth on anything other than the fact that we exist, that we're alive. Our worth, our value is not based on what we do, which life path we choose, or even what we believe. Our worth is inherent in the fact that we are image bearers of the living God. Our worth is based on the fact that we are alive. We are human beings. Our worth, your worth, is immeasurable. Our worth as a woman doesn't come to us when we believe and accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. It comes at our creation. If we were not of value or of great worth, then the blood of goats and lambs and oxes and bulls would have been enough to purchase humanity out of captivity. Back in the Garden of Eden, you remember the human race went into captivity and the bondage and the price to buy us back was so high that no ransom note was even sent. But God knew and he pursued us. And God paid the ultimate necessary price to ransom us back and to buy us out of captivity and out of sin and from the devil. We are all hostages of such value that it took the blood of God to buy us back. You are of immeasurable worth. You have worth beyond counting right now right now. Okay, I know, I know. I hate to pause it there. I wish we could just play through the entire thing to get to the good stuff, because we're going to get there. But we need to take one more week to fill this in. So thank you for joining us on the Ransom Tar podcast. For more teaching and information about our live conferences, the other things that we're offering this year, stop by ransomtart.com.